Well, welcome along to another Big Kickoff Cricket podcast on bigkickoff.com. We are digesting a lot of cricket issues that have been happening in the last couple of weeks or so and uh, looking forward to yet another tournament at the ECB. are going to be uh, throwing into our faces, literally, uh, as well, plus some international cricket. I've been joined by uh, Richard Spiller, a local journalist uh, as, who covers quite a lot of Surrey. Uh, good afternoon to you, Spills. Good evening. An evening, even yes, you're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, John Bayford, John, part of the excellent ECB Reporters Network, amongst other things, who covers Middlesex as well. Hi, John. Evening, all. And Richard Clark, who's uh, AKA Grumbler, uh, well known in the uh, cricketing world, uh, literally, and I mean world, not just in England as such. Uh, Essex man in particular has uh, also produces a really interesting. Uh, uh, county Championship newsletter type thing as well, don't you, uh, uh, Gambler? Yes, every Wednesday. Um, uh, yes, if you if you go to subsacond.com and, and type in County Cricket, you'll find me. I'll get that plug in early, Pete. Get me Good. plug in early. I won't wait till the end. I thought you'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did, actually. And joining me literally live as we speak is... Uh, Nico, Paul Nixon, the head coach of Leicestershire County Cricket Club. Uh, good evening to you, Paul. Good evening. How are you doing? You well? Thanks for joining us, Paul. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure. We're going to talk a whole lot of cricket issues in the next 40 minutes. Got a lot to get through. So what we're going to do is start off with, uh, we've had now the first batch of county championship matches that have been... Uh, uh, competitive or competed for should I say we've now just or they've now literally got a division one a division two and a division three um first of all let's let's quickly go to uh Richard Richard Clark a, aka the grumbler um Richard are you in favor of this uh, sort of county championship conference style type of uh uh, position that we've got lined up at the moment and I mean it might carry on it might not obviously but well, what's your thoughts overall and first of all before I say anything Essex do have my sympathies <laughs> <laughs> yeah well my Essex um, fandom is uh, is is uh, nailed to the mast as it were yeah obviously Essex missed out and that's one of the concerns I have with the format that I'm looking at September with not a lot on it there's absolutely no incentive that I can see for the conference two and conference three sides. And that, that was always you know, something that was concern, was concerning me. And that's probably my major issue with the move from two divisions, because certainly from a fan's perspective, um, two divisions kept interest pretty much to the end. I mean, most teams in the first division were either going for the title or worried about relegation. It was always that tight. And certainly the top half of, of division two were in the promotion chase. So from a fan's point of view, it kept um, uh, interest right to the end. I thought that thought it also brought an intensity to play. I, I think the conference system may, may keep that of course, and you're, you're, um, you're uh, uh, pushing the best against the best in the, in the in the business end of the se end of the season, and obviously that's good for uh, player development. I'm not. I'm against the idea of 
a county championship and then a Bob Willis trophy final. I don't see the point of that. I understood it last year that it was a showcase final and that was good for PR and development. We hoped it would be on live television. It wasn't. Um, I don't see the point, either your county champions or, 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 the Beb, or the Bob Willis Trophy is effectively your county championship. I don't see how that works. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not massively anti three conferences. I think there's kinks that need to be worked out. Um, but I prefer two divisions. Come back to you a bit later. Uh, well, but Spills, I'm going to move on to you. Um, What's your take? Because obviously Surrey missed out on Division 1. They're going to be playing in Division 2. What's your overall assessment so far of the county championship? I think it's, it's very difficult to assess it fully until we have had a whole season of it. Um, but at this stage, I don't think it's been one thing more of that, to be honest. Um, last year, I saw the point of the groups as they happened because it was localised and in the circumstances that was necessary. This year, they seem to have been, well, let's keep that going um, because of the situation. They haven't localised it. So I, I, it's kind of fish nor fowl at the moment. Uh, we'll, see how it, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it finishes. But unless it's so much better, I don't really see the point of it. OK, Spills. Uh, John. ECB reporting network with a Middlesex hat on. Obviously, it was a... Has to be say a, a disappointing campaign for Middlesex, uh, to be honest with you. Now they're going to end up being in Division Three along with Derbyshire, Kent, Leicestershire. I'll come on to Paul with just a mo, uh, Sussex and Worcestershire. But overall, are you in favour of this system? Do you think it's going to work or has worked? And what's your thoughts now about Division Three cricket? Well, I think I think as Grumbler said earlier on, the the, the difficulty is going to be that. If, if you're in Division Two and Division Three, you're you're basically relying on your professionalism to 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 keep playing the game properly, aren't you? Because your incentive of being champions has gone. Um, I'm not so worried about the fact that it isn't localised, to be honest, because I think I think there can be a staleness about playing the same teams over and over and over again, um, particularly as Vitality Blast Cricket is divided into North and South divisions anyway, and you you see a lot of teams from your region in that. So um, to, to have seen a few different counties, I don't have an issue with. Um, there are definitely kinks to iron out if they're going to persist with the conference system, not, not least um, this scenario where we're... I believe we're kind of sharing the points that have been won between in, in the matches between the two sides who have already played each other, um, which automatically tilts all the divisions in, in certain directions. I mean, Lancashire, Somerset and Warwickshire will have a huge advantage in Division 1 because of the results that they've already achieved against the side that they've gone up with. Um, equally mystifyingly, even though Middlesex have been ineptly awful, which they have been, um, not, notwithstanding yesterday, sorry, next, um, but they've been ineptly awful. But I think over the two matches between 
themselves and Leicestershire, they've probably actually got more points than you, Nico. And so therefore in Division 3, they'll probably start with more points than you, even though you beat them by 30-odd points overall, which seems to me to be a complete nonsense. But uh, So there's definitely some kinks to work out. Um, yeah, so, so there's been some things that I've enjoyed about about the sort of conference system, but I think I'm a traditionalist. I think I'd like to go back to two divisions, really. Right, Nico, I'll bring you in there. <laughs> How would you respond to John's point? I mean, to be fair, he has got some good, excellent points there, hasn't he? No, fantastic points. Yeah, 100%. I'm sure that there is teething, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be tinkering done, obviously. Um, and again, you know, what you're talking about, what you mentioned there about you know, the staleness of playing the same teams day in, day out, that is so true. Um, you know, the amount of times recently we've gone to Derby, we've gone to, you know, North Ants, um, you know, it's especially, you know, in, in the Midlands, so close. Um, to go down to, to play against the best was such a great eye-opener for our young squad that we've got, average age 23, to go and play at Taunton, to go at the Oval, to go to Hampshire to face, you know, Mohamed Abbas, um, not in the flat Leicester wicket in the nets uh, when he played with us, but, um, you know, in the wicket, out there, nibbling around at the Rose Bowl under pressure was magnificent. So for us, we've loved every minute of it. Um, professional players, they shouldn't need, the professionalism of a player shouldn't need the dangle of a carrot of, of, of um, you know, from the second to third division to get in that first division is big enough. Um, you know, you're you're playing day in day out, hour in hour out uh, for your own self pride. You're in your you live in your mental routines and your physical routines for your team to to get on the line. And um, you know that's you know, winning together is what you play for, and the rest of it is a, a you know is an advantage. But um, and, and, and a, you don't really need a carrot. We've got enough carrots to be more and more professional every day and be better every day. And um, you know, we've, we've absolutely loved it. We really have. And, and um, I think it's worked both for, and there, and there is tinkering to be done, of course, but um, I think it's worked so well because the big counties, I think they're under so much pressure from boards and from CEOs to, to be in the first division uh, when it's two divisions. Um, they're trying, they pull as many players in as they can and the squad seem to be getting bigger and bigger. That harms us, younger, smaller clubs, who our best young talent all of a sudden gets stolen because they're desperate to, to improve their stock for injuries and things like the hundreds and all the rest of it that are, that are happening. Um, so we'll, as a smaller club, we'll lose less players to go to bigger clubs. And the bigger clubs, I believe, are under less pressure with this conference system to, um, you know, to perform better over longer periods of time when it's just two divisions. With the conference... Um, you know, it's it's less games and obviously more uh, opportunity to be in the top division. Do you feel, um, Nico, that it's going to be a case now of what we've got? Hampshire, Lancashire, Notts, Somerset, Warwickshire and Yorkshire in Division 1. Is it going to be a case now of that the, the spotlight is going to fall on those and Division 2 and Division 3 is probably just going to be, you know, brushed aside? Um, yeah, but that's they've earned the right to do that. You know what? Ultimately, we want to produce England players. Yes, we want to win a county championship, of course we do. But we're about it's about producing the best players to play for England. 
And the more games, you know, you look at us now in England, you know, we've played so much white ball cricket. The, we're seeing the benefits of all our academy systems, the, the fearlessness of practice and preparation, the skills of the coaches, uh, all that coupled with belting pitches um, and, and hybrid wickets and all the new things that are happening in the game. We're seeing a new breed of, of, of you know, England cricketer now. And we can, we can produce probably three teams to play for England. Um, and I think that's you know, testament to what we're doing, what ECB's done. Um, and, you know, the best be the best is what it's about, playing big games. You know, players love T20 finals day. It's a full house. It's a packed crowd. It's, it's rammed to the rafters. You know, it adds another notch of, of your own, um, you know, to, 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 for yourself to be in your zone and find your zone and play well. Um, technically be in the right place and be challenged physically, mentally. You know, that's what it's about. That's what the game's about because international level is such a big difference with pressure. Um, you know, county cricket doesn't come close. Um, you know, a 2020 finals day gets halfway to that, but to play for England is it's such a big difference. And, um, and the, the pressure and the expectations, the more the best players can play against each other, the better we'll be as an England team. We're going to come on to England shortly, uh, Nico. But, but thanks very much for that. Um, we're going to now sort of move away from the county championship because um, we've got coming up the... Well, I say we've got coming up. I think according to ECB, it's definitely going to go ahead, the Royal London Cup. Now, because of the COVID situation that unfortunately has been happening around um, and players are going to get dragged out of county side in particular as well, uh, we've already had issues, remember, with... Kent literally decimated with players. Derbyshire have lost, uh, well, one county championship match, obviously, that was a, a, a abandoned, postponed, etc. And they're going to lose their final two Vitality Blast matches in particular as well. So, um, Grumbler, I'll come on to you first of all. Now, A, can you see this Royal London Cup going ahead? And B, is the competition already almost decimated? Um, yesterday, when the news broke that it may not go ahead, I was very pessimistic. Um, actually, in the last uh, hour, two hours of um, before we recorded this, I got an email actually from Essex as an Essex member to say, well, this is the uh, process for attending Royal London Games. Now, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'd be very surprised if they've sent out that email to all the membership base of what five or six thousand unless they have some um confidence that the games will be going ahead it seems an odd thing to do um given the 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 clouds over this particular tournament at the moment so that's given me a little bit more confidence and obviously i think there's been a news press conference today um around the hundred where people have spoken and the mood music around that was this is is still going ahead as it stands. Is it going to be um, uh, quality sport? Is it go is it going to be a sport of a of a of a professional standard? I don't know because it depends on how many people are called out uh, to play in the hundred. That's going to be the crucial part of it, isn't it? I mean, you know, it, 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 there was. Um, there was a silver lining to this particular cloud when the 
uh, Royal London uh, uh, Cup was going to go alongside the the hundred in that. Well, you know, you've got a big squad. There are some certainly at a club like Essex. There's lots of good youngsters you want to see. I mean, I, I, and 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 Paul there's been talking about about Leicestershire. They've got tons of youngsters. I'm sure the the members up at Grace Road, like those at Chelmsford, would be extremely interested to see those players get given a go. Um, so, so, so there was value in that's a little bit like, um, in, in football, the Carling cup, you know, that when, when that was used as a, um, uh, a, 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 a non-first team tour, tournament, that got tremendous criticism at, at the start. And, you know, I, I, Arsene Wenger did it. I happened to be working at Arsenal at the time in their content of PR. Got tremendous, tremendous stick. But it turned out to be the hottest ticket of the year because it was a different vibe. You have had, had, had kids playing. People, there were a different arrangement around tickets. They were cheaper. They were easier to get. And also there was a little bit less pressure. It was slightly more joyous. You know, you didn't go there expecting a win. You were there to enjoy the cricket and see the kids do well. So there's a positivity around that. I just hope it's not going to be decimated by call-outs leaving us playing 16-year-olds. I mean, that, that's, not, that's not going, going to work. Um, a 19-year-old who's been in and out of the first-team squad, great. They'll be good to see. But that's a fine line. And um, I can't predict it because, because I don't know, but I'm very concerned. Spills, uh, what's your take on the situation, in your opinion? I tell you, it's, well, it was always going to be concerned to a certain extent as how much the 100 would denude the county size in this competition. The COVID situation has only made that worse. And the fact that test players uh, and international players are unlikely to be appearing, uh, the test players may well be kept uh, in their own little bubble or whatever you like to call it to make sure they don't... Uh, aren't in danger of catching uh, from other people through, through being around and about. I think there's other elements to it as well. Uh, a leading one is that a lot of people haven't been able to get to cricket now for nearly two seasons. Uh, they might have been able to see a couple of games lately. They're desperate to watch some cricket as well. Now, I know it's not just about the people who watch it, but um, you're talking about a lot of hard-beaten supporters, call them what you like, who... Perhaps I haven't got 100, doesn't really do too much for them. Uh, they, they really want to see some cricket. You've got the height of the summer, the top six weeks or seven weeks of the summer. And in terms of outgrounds, which are being used more and more uh, because the international grounds aren't being used, places like Guildford and Scarborough, they've, they've actually shifted a heck of a lot of tickets on the back, even though people know they're unlikely to be seeing some of the top players. Now, to actually take that out as well, that would be a huge, huge blow to a lot of these clubs and these help. Thanks, uh, Spills. Uh, John, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, it's a, it's a worrying situation, isn't it? I mean, I mean, Paul knows that that I was at the Middlesex Leicestershire game yesterday, and uh, even even in that context, they lost. Um, they lost the guys that had been doing their live stream because one of them tested positive, and and so so there was that issue uh, as well. So th there's there's a lot of that going on. I think I think it's very important, um, if at all possible, to to ensure that the Royal London Cup goes ahead. 
Um, quite because uh, Spilsy's point about the fans is is very is a hugely valid one. Um, that you know they've been starved of, of being able of being able to watch. Um, but I think I think as well. The Royal London Cup could could be a great leveler across the county scene, because obviously, as we stand at the moment, um, it's the what we might call the the fashionable counties, and, we're, and we'll not name any names, um, who have probably got more call ups um, to the hundred, um, and and perhaps some of the less fashionable ones less call ups, and that that creates a much more level kind of playing field because everybody's having to reach into their uh, young players and give young players exposure. I mean, to, to be honest, from, from a Middlesex point of view, um, the Royal London One Day Cup probably interests our fans more than anything else because it's the one thing that we might have a Kane Hills chance at um, because, because we've been so poor. Um, and thinking about it, you know... <sighs> Should, should it go ahead, we'll, we'll be looking at people like um, Josh DeCares, um, who's just started to make his way into the team. Uh, I'm sure there'll be chances for the left armour Walawalita, who came into the um, Bob Willis Trophy last year and, in my view, has been underplayed this year. Um, so they'll get another chance to have exposure to him. Um, it will give people like Joe Cracknell more first-team experience, which he desperately needs. Uh, I'm sure Nico would say that it will give some of his boys that haven't had that much exposure an opportunity to kind of put themselves out there and see if they can compete at, at that kind of level. So from both from a fan's and a young player's point of view, um, I think it's vital because because if it gets swallowed up in the hundred, then there's a danger that that you set a precedent for that and it, it goes on happening, which then weakens the county structure all the more, which I know there will be a huge outcry against, and rightly so. Nico, I'll bring you in on just a quick point there. Um, you know, as John said, it's this competition. I think is going to thrive with younger players coming through, obviously, and uh, gives them a chance to be in the spotlight, so to speak, and perhaps even, you know, sort of bang on the door as much to say as you as a coach. Well, come on, play me for more sort of former cricket in particular, which is obviously a good thing. But then a bad sign, I suppose, in particular with you know the issues keep going around at the moment with biosecure and all sorts of stuff, etc., and all these COVID issues. It must be a worry intensely for you as a coach, is it not? Where you go, you can lose players, and you know we're talking about the hundred, which we come on to shortly as well. Um, it, how much of it is a concern for you in particular? The whole this last, you know, season and a half has been the most fluid you have to be in your cricket career. It'll never get you know, any more challenging than this. You know, we had we just had seven guys out. Um, we're obviously going to with, with COVID. Um, and uh, an isolation, so um, you know it's it's given some of our other youngsters a chance to to know what it's about. Um, you know the Test match grounds, the wealthy counties, they're the ones that pay guys a lot more money, and they attract 
the you know the 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 James Taylors, the Harry Gurneys, the Stuart Broads that that we've lost um, over the years um, and of late, and and you know for us it puts it on a level playing field now. Let's see what what counties have got. Let's see what they've got away from the test stars. They've bit the international had their best their best players. Let's see if their infrastructures are good. Let's see where they are as a as a as a as a whole. Um, for us, it's, we're excited about it, obviously, because we'll be you know there'll be there'll be sides that are, that are you know, lose quite a lot of their main first team. So it's an exciting competition for us. That yeah, 2020 hasn't gone as well as we'd like to have done. We've lost a lot of close games um, and and haven't won the games that we should have won at times. But um, you know, it, it's kind of championship. Um, like John says yesterday at Merchant Taylor School at lunchtime yesterday, um, if you'd asked me if we'd have beaten Middlesex, I'd have said yes, we're one down, 50 for one. Um, yes, a long way to go, but um, and that would have put us, if we'd have beat that, if we'd have won that game, we'd have gone above Surrey and uh, and been in the in the middle division. So it was, you know, it is, it's, it's very tight. It's all very tight. Um, but for us as a club, Royal London's, Going to bring in some well-needed revenues around not just for Leicestershire but every other club. There's a lot of clubs lost a lot of money, many millions in some cases, and this is going to be an opportunity to a help get financial clout back in in, in a better place and uh, give some stability to clubs because I know there's you know one or two clubs who are um, you know not in a great place. We've been very lucky over the last couple of years to do you know great deals with a council. Um, with less interest than ECB and over a longer distance of time, our payback. So for us, you know, it, this is an exciting time. We've, we haven't done well in other competitions and now we've got to really target this. So uh, we're really looking forward to it. Great. Thanks uh, uh, for that um, in particular. Nico, now we've got 10 minutes left. I'm going to cram in a couple of uh, another talking points in particular. Um, we're going to move on quickly to the 100 because the 100 starts next Wednesday at the uh, Kia Ovals. Very quickly, your thoughts on the 100? Um, do you feel it's going to work? Is it a good thing to for us now to have, what's it, four competitions crammed into a very tight cricket uh, season? My name, the Grumber, is, is a bit of a Mickey take on county members. Um, the one uh, area in which I live up to my name is regard to, with, to, with this tournament. Um, like most of the panel, I've worked in professional sport all my life. I've never seen anything uh, create so centrally important to the future of its sport and yet clearly made up as it went along with vested interest behind it communicated uh, so badly and with no plan about how it fits into the wider um, uh, uh, plan for the sport overall. And, you know, we, we I'll take this back to football again. Um, it's part of my background. You know, the Premier League is seen as, as a huge success um, and in lots of areas it is. However, most fans feel disconnected with their with their clubs and if you look at people in the game well alan sugar calls it the prune juice effect lots of more money came in but it went out to to agents and players and i this tournament has been built around making the game better if it is there to enrich a certain certain niche of players I'm disinterested in it. I'd be really interested if it if it if it if it increases players' pay across the board, 
Um, but uh, it is literally the worst invention I've seen a professional sporting body come up with, and it's the only, and the ECB, the only, the only uh, organisation launching a new tournament with new teams in a pandemic. There's only one uh, uh, comparison, and that's XFL, which is an NFL-style WWE tournament, and they binned it straight away. So they had the opportunity to get out and get everyone back on board, and they failed. Very quickly, John, what's your take on the hundred? Well, I think I think it will it will stand and fall by its by its own premises, won't it? It's it's its declaration is that it will it will find a new audience. Well, if it, if it finds a new audience and gets more youngsters playing cricket, um, then it's a winner. Um, if it doesn't, then it isn't. Um, what what I will be very interested to see as a reporter who will be covering the hundred um, is whether some of its biggest critics um, in the national press um, end up being in the press box covering it. Because if they are, that will be pretty farcical from my point of view, um, and I will be pretty clear in making that point. If, if Thanks, it, in other words, if you're going to criticise it, if, if you're going to if, if you're going to criticise it as a media person, don't cover it. No, fair point. Fair point. Thanks, John. We're going to end up with uh, England ODI three 0 series win against Pakistan. Uh, Paul, I'm going to have the, virtually the last say with your good self. Um, it's great that England have got a superb white ball side. I mean, let's you know, let's be perfectly honest. It was a second string side, literally, isn't it, that uh, really dominated this series against uh, Pakistan. In particular, a couple of players who really put their hands up now. In particular, obviously, uh, Saki Mahmood as well. Um, um, it must be. I mean, it's great for, for for international cricket. Lewis Gregory, I thought, was superb actually uh, with both bat and ball as well. Um, at the moment, we really are relishing this, aren't we? I mean, you know, we're, we're, you know, white ball cricket in particular uh, seems to be um, the real hot pot of English cricket. Would that be fair to say at the moment? Yeah, I think it is. Um, yeah, I was looking to see Lewis Gregory actually in Bangladesh and I was coaching out there. He came over and played in the competition and um, was outstanding, had a, had a brilliant competition. Um, he's somebody that we've been looking at the last few years and he's really really matured well but um, yeah I think we're seeing the benefits now of academies um, you know all the work that the academies do over the last you know probably decade they're all coming through to fruition now these young lads learn their game much quicker you know our the older generation took you till you were 26 27 28 to learn your game properly and I think the academies of this is we've seen this now you know people are Fitter, faster, stronger. Um, their game sense is is tremendous. The amount of white ball cricket we're playing, and the fearlessness of the way England play, actually has resonated down. So all the players now have got to know, you know, what boundary percentages we've got to look at. Um, you know, strike rates have now gone higher, um, and you know, you, you know, the amount of this this year in T Twenty cricket, I've seen a massive difference in the way players have played the game. Certainly, the Northern group. So many more scores of 200 plus uh, has been phenomenal. The way the guys have gone about hitting the ball, the striking of the cricket ball, I believe, is going through the roof. And um, it's exciting for England because uh, it's great to watch. 
Nico, thank you very much for your time this evening. Uh, Grumbler, thank you also for your time as well. And the two Richards, Mrs. Spiller and Braithen, thank you also for your contribution to the Big Kickoff Cricket Podcast. We will return in a few weeks' time, and then by then we'll have the hundreds that are going ahead. We'll have uh, hopefully the Indian series also going ahead as well, fingers crossed, which I'm sure it will do, and various other topics as well. I've been Peter Moore. Thank you very much for joining us. Look after yourself. Take care. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>